through the night. She just wanted to tip, no advice on the side of the road. What's the risk? Roll the dice. If they catch us, I don't care because we all gonna die. Welcome to Poor Talk. It's the true story. Three trainers pick to work at a camp and have their lives monitor. Perhaps we will stop being polite and start getting real on air. This is Miss Paige Lee. Easy, tell them. Pop Pito. Daddy dick him down. DMV's finest. Fredericksburg's finest. Mansfield's finest. Charlotte's finest. Brock Road Elementary, class of 06, valedictorian. I don't know why this just came to me as I was doing the intro, but me and Ann were watching something and like the real world like intro came up and she just looked at me and was like, huh, that's interesting. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, had she not seen it before? I don't think so. Oh, Anna lived a very sheltered life, I want to assume. Anybody who grew up and didn't have the real world, the challenge in Jersey Shore, I feel very sorry for um, I wasn't allowed to watch them, but did I sneak and watch them? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it formed a lot of people's lives. Kind of like we like had sitcoms back in the day. We also ran the reality TV. Like, we grew up with reality TV at its finest. Yes, and I would do anything for them to put everything on Netflix or Hulu or something. Do you guys remember the... Um fucking Hugh Hefner reality show. Yeah, that one's kind of boo. Was never no fucking going on. The crazy thing that I like for the um the what was it? Rock of Love. Uh, oh. Mhm. Flavor of Love. Yeah, that one. That one too. Those were my favorite. Hey, I watched G's to Gents. G's to Gents. <laughs> <laughs> that was solid. I remember, I specifically remember the Hugh Hefner one because I remember I was watching it. My mom's like, "What are you watching?" I was like, "I don't know." She's like, "You can't watch that." So then I immediately continued to watch it. In secret <laughs> hey I yo, not. that was one of the scariest <laughs> things in the world when you were kids. A parent coming in and their first question being, "What are you watching?" Because you yeah. knew they were gonna make you turn it off. I'm not gonna lie, guys, it was it was tough for me to do anything today it's tough to me to show my face video coming soon eventually for the podcast at some point maybe uh show my voice it's just a tough weekend for me uh me and the mcgregor team the proper 12 team we took a loss um wasn't our finest moment the leg kicks the calf kicks really got to us um but you know it's the people that are able to uh, fall that are able to get back up and take those risks so we'll be coming back stronger than ever it's um, hopefully before summer 2021 you know it's the people that are able to fall that are able to get back up got it (laughs) (laughs) that does tend to be what gravity does yeah yeah listen i'm just it was a tough week for us all uh no it wasn't it was a really tough weekend for us all i know we're all really uh grieving at this time just trying to pick ourselves back up but we're gonna come out of this stronger as a team yeah okay. um did you guys have any better uh weekends besides me mm, you know just did a little mixology did some drinking that's really all i did <laughs> i literally did not do anything redecorated my room a little bit that's about it really mm-hmm New, new, yes. new vibes. What are what are the vibes you're going for now? Oh, I just like changed the blanket and wall stuff and nothing crazy. Mm. 
Lit a candle. On, um, Same room, different bedding. Pretty much. <laughs> now I just have to find a quote because I feel like I said the quote wrong now. You probably said it right. It was probably just bad. <laughs> probably was. Damn. Let's see if I can find it from Coach. Let's see, but not Coach. Only those. Oh, it's only those who never stand stand up, never fall down. That's what it was. That's better. Either way. Uh, still pretty I like bad. mine better. Mine has more character. I feel like since I was... You know what? That's a story for a different day. <laughs> it's. Yeah, I guess I can really... If it, this really boils down to credit to me for showing up today during a tough time, tough loss. Um, and we appreciate... And again, we, we appreciate... We will bounce back. We will bounce back. Um, Speaking of other people who have it you know, bad times. Um, funeral home directors who really rely on people dying for their business purpose. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they are counting. They are counting on you to fall down, to stand up, fall down, and never get up. I'm telling you, I live next to a funeral home director. He cool people. He do like he live at the funeral home like during the week and on the weekends he goes to the other house. So he got a little bit of bread on him. And this girl look all right. With that being said, business has been decently slow at the beginning of the year. Like up until like October, he might have had like three his funerals that I know of. I did go home once or twice, so I'm not hundred percent sure. But in like the last month or two, his shit has been booming. Booming. I'm talking he's probably done like at least nine or ten in the last like month and a half. And I remember I was outside getting the groceries out fucking a couple of weeks back and his car was in my driveway a little bit. So I had to wait for him to move it because he like he's got like a wraparound, but like the people was using all that shit to fucking park. And I was talking to him at the window. I was like, hey, yo, I'm about to get up out of here if you're trying to move over for a second. And he was like, yeah. He said, let me holler at you real quick. He a white guy who think he black. And I was like, all right, what's up? He was like, just saying how you doing, whatnot, making sure I'm not making too much noise. The dog don't be bothering you. I was like, nigga, like, I got a downstairs neighbor, and your house is a whole driveway away. You good. Like, I don't ever hear nothing coming from you. He said, man, he leaned his head at my window first off. He said, man, I've been fucking killing it. I said, yeah, you been. I said, you've been busy the last couple of weeks. He said, I've been fucking killing it. And then he got in his car and moved it. Yeah. I was like, yo, and then I was thinking about the other day because I was with Mariah and we were coming back and he was having another funeral. And I was like, yo, like he's really like booming right now. But it's gotta suck to think that like your business for your business to boom, you literally need people to die. So wait, do you live next to a funeral home? Is that what you live next to? Yeah. Like where they do like the okay. wakes and shit. I was like That's hilarious. I was like, bro, like when times is tough, people was living. And when times is good, it's like, God damn, keep killing them. Bro, he he really hit you at like the 2014, 2016 Cali. Like, yo, business is boom. L- literally. <laughs> Which it is. Crazy, and it's one thing to be I'm like s- an unspoken like thing. But the fact that he was like boasting about it is oh, kind of fucked up. Like, you got to be a special kind of scumbag to be like, yeah, I'm killing it right now. Like, damn. I think, I feel like. As an outsider looking in, we're all probably like, damn, that like sucks. People are dying. But to him and people who do that type of business, they probably truly only think about it as a profit standpoint. Yeah. So after they do like their first 
five, ten wakes, funerals, whatever, they probably don't think nothing else of it for the rest of their career. Like at this point, people, people die, we just making money. With your like no feelings about death, that might be a business for you. Well, because you don't care about death and you like making money. <laughs> yeah, but then I might have to go get the gun and people gonna have to start dying at faster rates. Because <laughs> oh, the only way I can make more money is if more niggas die. <laughs> you fucking the amount of drive-bys went up by two hundred percent in Mansfield, Pennsylvania. Literally, we don't understand why. That's the only thing that I think would kind of frustrate me. Because yeah, he is killing it right now. But in a business like that, especially if you're in a small area where you don't have like a ton, a big population, I feel like you could go through like a couple of months of stagnant with just like not turning over re- any real profit if people just ain't dying. Now I'm interested in what the books look like. I would have to too. How much he's pulling in? And all he that. probably. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that winters are beneficial for him. So the fourth quarter. Because I think, I think people die when it's cold. Like old people, for some reason, I don't know if it's a real stat, but in my head, I think old people die when it's cold. So <laughs> maybe that helps. Are like old people, kids, sick people. Cold don't mix well with sick and the elderly. So maybe they die when it's cold. So maybe that's a profitable quarter. Hold on, let me look it up. It almost depends on where you live at too. Because if you're living in the city, summertime, you're you're catching bodies because bodies are getting. That cold. is true. Yo, he's right. Ezra's right. Specifically, people are far likelier to die in the winter. New data released by the CDC. It's very clear that the heart of winter, December, January, and February, are the deadliest months of the year. Okay. Blue season. I like it. I I wonder if being in that business, if it ever affects, like, a funeral home director's, like, relationship to death in their personal life. Like, say that you do care about death, but then you realize that it's profitable. So if you know somebody that's dead, you're going to make money off of it. But also it's somebody that is dead, that was close to you. Like, I wonder, I would love to talk to somebody that's in it. The very first thing I thought about when you said that is, yes, it's going to affect me. Because the niggas close to me who die, they family going to want to use the funeral home for free. Ain't no discounts out here. (laughs) (laughs) There's no family-friendly discount. Hell no. Bro, nah, you got to tell them you're giving the family discount, and it's like a strong 50 bucks off. Literally. Listen, for you, $50 off, no problem. You know what I always thought would be a weird job, though, was um, what's it called when you have to do, like, the dead person's hair and makeup? Is that a mortician? I think that's part of their job, yeah. Oh, ugh, that is so strange. I thought that would be such a weird job. It's probably a little weird. Mm, but if it's if all the work's like already done of like the autopsy yeah. and like when you like whatever the process of filling out the body, whichever way they do it nowadays, like just a little hair. Well, I, little I took a. I think it was. I literally think it was called life and death. I took a class in college, and part of their job is to like do their hair and makeup to not make them look presentable, but to make them look alive so that the people that are still alive can grieve like it's not even about like them looking okay it's for the other people and there's like a whole mortician course on it and all that well yeah if you're dead you're not going to care what you look like 
Unless you write that in your will. I could see someone doing oh, that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Being buried with certain things, look a certain way, certain clothes. Is there anything you would want to look like slash be buried with at this time if you were to die? Mm, outside of, as Aubrey Graham said, my money in the grave? No, nothing. <laughs> Yo, I'm. if you were to request to get buried with your money... You know there's some schemers that are like, yo, how do we dig this up to get oh, this as soon as I'm digging it up so quick. <laughs> What's it called? A grave robber? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad always said that he read some article and this guy that died had this huge trust fund, but he never gave it to his kids. He put it in the ATM that was by his grave. So he like forced his kids to come see him to get their yearly payment of their trust fund. What? Mm-hmm. How do you wait? How does that? How does that even? Affect? I have no idea. I guess when you have a shit ton of money, you can do whatever. Yeah, because he want. was like dirty, like incredibly, unfathomably rich. It would only take one time for me to go to that ATM because we'd empty it out that day. <laughs> well, it, it only well, he like made the ATM so it only comes out in certain amounts on certain. No, days. like I would hire somebody to oh, open this okay. ATM. Got that. But it probably doesn't hold that much money. They probably have someone who like reach oh, you can get a, on the whatever. You can get them stock pretty high. Because I know like the Vegas ATMs, right. I want to say they hold like either hundreds of thousands or like almost millions. Because they like, can't come in and switch yeah. those like while people are on the floor. But he could like put in his will that somebody at the bank can only put a certain amount of money in and they have to like re-up it on a certain time of year. So that way it's never emptied out. So if you That's really stupid. And I'm like, that is just so much effort. If you're like, doing if you're, that much for your kids to come see you, your kids don't like you. Like, they yeah. fucking hate you. Okay. Yeah. That's what I said. I was trying to think about other um, careers that play on people's downfalls in life. These are a couple that I just thought of really quick. Like, the uh, almost like the loan sharks, people who are like, when you're down on money, and they're like, hey, we got you at like a 35, 50% interest oh, yeah. rate. Um, divorce, divorce lawyers, depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then any, I only think it was like anything else funeral related from like catering to like fucking flowers, the amount of money people, tombstones, like all that kind of shit, caskets, yeah. florists. Yeah. yeah. My mind went to like systems or organizations that give out like student loans. <laughs> um, uh, for some reason. I don't know why my brain went to that, but um, what else? Or like um, towing companies where they have to like thrive off of people getting in wrecks and stuff. The loans one is good though. Because that's the government half the time. Yeah. Anyway. It is indeed. The government in its entirety kind of plays off of that. And then I also thought of like the IRS and like taxes and debt collecting and all that. Yeah, I don't know if I can think of anything else. I'm sure there's a ton. I just had no idea. Yeah. Right now. All right, as you have to give me a breakdown on okay. this one, uh, humiliation breeds humility. All right, so you know I'll be on these on these interviews, on these pod, on these podcast interviews. Um, fucking Tony Dungy was on an interview with Shannon Sharp, and he was talking about how humiliation breeds humility. And what he was saying by that was sometimes in life, I'm not saying like you got to be absolutely done dirty, drug, dragged through the mud, but like sometimes in life, 
You got to be like knocked down a peg or you got to be embarrassed to know that feeling and know how to like possess humility. So he's pretty much saying in life, everybody's going to get embarrassed or made fun of to a degree. And that feeling alone of not being the best at everything all the time is what's going to make you a better person in the long run. And the people who were never humiliating don't know how to possess humility because they were never put in that situation. Like these kids who have like super, I'm not going to go rich because we'll leave money out of it. Like just people who've had like a very good life. Let's say they were a dog at their sports their whole life. They were the best swimmer at their college. They not their college at their middle school, their high school. They were the best swimmer, best swimmer in the state. Then they go to college in fucking Iowa. And now they got two, three singers on that team who better them. And now they're the fourth best person and they don't know how to take it because they want to transfer and quit. It's because now they're a little embarrassed because they're not the best at what they do because they've never been humiliated. So they've never had to possess humility. So I wanted all opinions on that. I feel like that's true. I Like the term pretty privilege is what I first thought of when I read that. And it's like people that just kind of go out throughout their lives with um, the ability to like get by with a lot of stuff or get away with a lot of stuff just because they're attractive. Um or somebody that was grew up like not attractive and then grew up that like kind of helps them stay humble. I don't know. That's where my mind went with it. So on a, a super basic, it's basically like if you didn't go through anything challenging throughout your life, you're not gonna be able to succeed when you know you actually face some adversity. Yes. It's kinda like the people who what is it? Uh when people are like, uh, they melt or fall during pressure because they never felt any pressure. It's pretty much that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that like exists in a lot more areas of life than people want to give credit to. Because like, yeah, we have people who like transfer college from college because they go to college and they're no longer the best one on the team and they're used to that. But you got people who go to schools and they used to be the smartest one in their class. And now that they don't no longer have that 4.0 and they got like a 3.6 at 3.5, they hate life and they don't know what to do. And it's mm-hmm. solely because Nigga ain't never felt no pressure before. I think that's definitely real. And I think it, I mean, there are a lot of people who are coddled in life who don't really experience it. I mean, you can think about like, I remember my freshman year of college, school was always easy, right? You fucking, and then I go through like class and I like, first fucking exam, I just bomb it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this, dude? And then you're going through like, all right, well, like, what do I do now? I was like talking one of like one of the kids I worked with who was like a little bit older. He was like, bro, your fucking fucking first exam, relax. Like, you'll be fine. You'll learn how to fucking study properly, and like that'll be it. And as always, you just work through it, and eventually you're you're fucking back to normal. Like it's it's super small things, but if you've never experienced it, like you either fold or you like work through it. And that's, I think where a lot of people struggle with if you're coddled throughout life, you don't know how to handle that adversity. One day we might have to just shun coddle the, the coddlers, I guess. Cause they have truly ruined some people. Those who are coddled and could always have someone to like run to, to get them out of trouble or bail them out of a situation. They suck as individuals and until they grow out of that, if they grow out of that, they will always be the suckiest people. The worst people at your jobs are probably those who are like coddled and eh, it's either those who are coddled or those who are like fucking super straight edge and follow every rule. Those will always be the worst people to be around. 
And I think there's a big difference between like what we're considered coddled and like taking advantage of like opportunities that are given. You know, like let's let's because we have very um, close knowledge and experiences with the Jewish community. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a difference between like your parents knowing someone and they're giving you an opportunity compared to like you're always getting in trouble and they're always bailing you out or they're literally handing you jobs and all that kind of stuff. Like there's a big difference between that. Yeah, I can agree. Yeah. Because like hmm. – I'm trying to think of a better analogy. I mean we know – yeah, no, I'm trying to think. Like we know Carly, right? Like Carly did Carly's kicks. Like yeah. that's all her. But I'm sure like her family also has the ability to maybe put her in connection with someone. But at the end of the day – she still has to make good product and still has to be able to market herself and make those connections. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really good example. So it's just we there there needs to be a clarification about between coddle because some people just think just because things are handed to you, that's there's levels to it. There is levels to it. As why why, why are you bringing up the fact that men peeing uh, while sitting down. Hey, yo, their own this home. was just while I was on my little men theme. I was peeing the other night. That was probably the middle of the night. It might have been middle of the day, if I'm being honest. Here's my thing. I am never that nigga who needs to be in a pissing contest to be more of a man than the next person. Because I don't care. In my heart of hearts, I already know that I'm a man. I don't need nothing to tell me that I am or am not. What I dislike is, like, the guys who, like, think they got to be super alpha. Oh, you you wearing a shirt outside, it's not even you wearing a sweatshirt, it's not even cold. Oh, this and that, this and that, this and that. Like nigga, if you if if you honestly is any man above the age of 14 and you were to tell me that you never sit down to pee, I immediately think like this nigga's cap. Like this dude lies for fun. Cause I'm gonna tell you right now, in the comfort of my home, especially when I wake up to pee in the middle of the night. I'm sitting down 100% of the time. Taking it farther, in the comfort of my home, if it's like midday, the only time I'm really not sitting down to pee is if I'm about to shower, if I'm in a rush, if I'm in and out. But I'll use, eh. if I'm peeing five times a day, I'm probably sitting down twice. And it's because, nigga, sitting down is just literally more convenient for me since I don't have a urinal. It'd be different if I had a urinal in my house. I don't have a urinal. So my toilet is already pretty low to the ground. Now I got to, like, hover over a little bit to pee. No, like, I'm going to just sit down and pee. But people be acting like that's, like, the biggest <laughs> shame in the world. Like, you sit. Like, yes, nigga, I'm going to tell you right now. If I got to pee, I'm going to sit down to pee sometimes. The fuck? I definitely will say I don't sit down to pee often. But um, if it's, like, the middle of the night, flat literally last night I woke up at, like, 2 a.m., no lights on, just walked in, sat down, pissed, now is it? Because I feel like if you're gonna pee while standing up, oh. you gotta turn the lights on. Because if not, you're gonna turn all the lights on. I'm not gonna do that. There's a there's a level of when you start living somewhere where you can just navigate it without the lights on. That's when you're really an expert in your true. household. But I will not sit down to pee at someone else's home. That is reserved for my house. Um, What's the difference? The difference is I know what I'm doing. I don't know what the fuck you be doing on this toilet. I don't know when the last time you cleaned the bathroom was. I don't even want to poop in someone else's house, I'm going to be honest. Because I don't even know if you... I don't know when you cleaned it, how you clean it. Some people clean as a wipe down. I've seen it done with my own eyes. I, I literally see her take a paper towel and just wipe the toilet. I said, bitch, no, ki- I said, no chemicals, bitch. Cleaning. Like, yeah. I, 
I'm indifferent about sitting on other people's toilet seats because the toilet seat is one of the nastier things in life. If we being real, that's I, I'm very I'm already judging whoever just wipes down their toilet with paper towels. I was judging that person too, but that person also never cleaned their fridge. Like in my whole time knowing them, so some people just don't know clean. We're gonna have to start shaming people for not. Cleaning uh, we probably do. It makes me think of cleaning at camp and that weak ass sanitizer that we had to use that there was no way that it was strong enough to actually do any damage to make anything clean. Yeah. I need quality. That's another thing that I won't go like cheap on like detergent dish soap and like cleaning supplies. I'm going to always get the good version of that. I don't want no watered down detergent or no watered down toilet bowl cleaner. Like that's weird to me. I got to use this shit. Yeah, I want that shit to smell like bleach when I am done. Am I fucking the watered down dish soap? Like that shit don't smell clean when you clean the dishes. I want to clean my dish and the dish smell clean. So if you use an 84 cents dish soap when I walk in your house, I'm going to immediately judge you as poverty. Like the only thing that's ever going to come in my mind is this person is poverty. Did you say 84%? No, like 84 cents. Oh. I was going to say, I didn't really have fucking percentages. I'm about to go check mine right now, see if I'm a broke boy or not. Uh, we can kind of piggyback into this just real quick. How do you guys clean your kitchen after you, like, deal with, like, raw meat? Hmm? Like, do you spray oh, anything absolutely. down after? Like, with bleach I hit or, it with like, a anything? Clorox wipe, and then I hit it with that Myers immediately after. Because, like, especially chicken. I don't play with raw chicken. I don't even like touch raw chicken and then touch other things in the kitchen. If I'm using raw chicken, I'm going to use it, do what I'm doing with the chicken, and then I'm going to wash my hands and go to the next step. Um, So that just Clorox wipe and then some Myers. That Myers is everything. I was thinking about buying fucking uh, gloves for chicken. Because I've been doing wings so much. I was like, this would just be really bad. I agree. I've thought about doing gloves with chicken. I know Big B does. Actually, he puts on gloves when he uses uh, chicken. We used to make fun of him for it, but I get it. Y'all really got to get some Myers though. That shit is next level. And all of the scents of Myers smell really good. They do. One that doesn't smell good. My issue is I've been running into problems out here at least finding the like shit to remake it because they like sell like the fucking the non diluted version and then you just mix it with like a third cup of water or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I can't find it anywhere out here, man. So, so I'm running low on Myers. You guys have any uh, other kitchen hacks or cooking hacks that you guys do? Oh shit! Yes, I was like, bro, what, <laughs> what are you asking? We just talked about, um, bro. I can't tell you how many people I've had this exact conversation. It was actually Ethan and Kevin this week. So three people, two people. We were all talking about splitting our chicken at some point this week. The best kitchen hack I ever got was splitting up my chicken. And then freezing it like individually. And I think it might have honestly been Eric who told me about this because I always kept running into the problem where I'd buy like the 10, 12 rack of chicken thighs. And then I live alone and maybe I have like one or two people over, but I got to unfreeze it all at once. So now I got to cook 12 pieces of chicken for one setting. And it was ridiculous. So now I always keep Ziploc bags on hand, break it out, put it in the three, four piece sections, freeze it. But I saw on TikTok the hack of all hacks for ground beef. Because ground beef is weird. It's already kind of expensive. But if you get the two pounds, it's cheaper altogether than just getting one. Bro, cut that bitch down, put it in a bag, 
roll it out like flat, and then you can just stack them on top of each other in the fridge, and that shit defrost as fast as fuck because it's just a thin layer instead of like some awkward frozen block. That makes so much more sense how you explained it because when you're, I even wrote it down where I put <laughs> so many question marks because I was like, what the fuck does he mean about rolling out my chicken and then freezing it but stacking yeah, it on that, each other? That's the hack of all hacks. Yeah, I always do that just because, yeah, if you want one piece of chicken, you just pull out one piece in a bag, dethaw it, put it in the fridge for that night. It's dethawed and you cook it. You don't have to worry about like ruining all the rest of it. It's a good one. Yeah, that that's by far the best thing that I have ever done. Because it's like you get home and like, especially if you buy like your shit in bulk, you're like, I'm not gonna cook fucking three pounds of chicken in one thing. Let me split this Absolutely. up and then I'll be set. I'm gonna have to try. Yeah, that ground beef thing is genius. I also do that with my uh, ground sausage and shit too. Or like when I get breakfast sausage, because I don't buy like the pre-breakfast sausage. I get like the rolls of sausage and I just like divvy that up and freeze those as well. Just like thinking about, I'm like now. I'm just imagining like stacks on stacks of fucking ground beef and like ground turkey. I'm just <laughs> the only other thing that I can think of is like a cooking hack. Um, your boy was making some shrimp scampi the other day. Completely bought the wrong line, by the way. I I was like in the fucking liquor store, and I wouldn't know. I was in Walmart grabbing shit, and I bought. I was like white wine. That's all I need. Just grabbed one because I was like, I don't know. There's no labeling on here. Cooked with it, and then Anna had some because there was a lot left over, and she was like, taste this. Super sweet. Says deliciously sweet on the bottom. Just used the completely wrong. How was it? But it was, I mean, it was still good. Like, the scampi was delicious. Um, but I was watching a video, and I don't know why I didn't know this, but she was, lady was talking about it. She was like, simple thing, if you're cooking and you see that you're, uh, like your sauce or whatever is starting to like break up a little bit, just add a little bit of water because it's just getting your it's evaporating from the cooking process, and that's what makes all your sauce separate. A little bit of water brings it right back to life. And I was like, damn, how did I, I also not know would this? not have known that. Also, the ultimate hack of cooking or kitchen hacks, y'all might all need to own a cast iron skillet. I'm telling you now, the things I can make in a cast iron skillet and the way it has made my life so much easier. It's like almost everything is like a one pan thing now. It's genius. Any pasta hits better in the cast iron skillet. Any fucking like rice, Cajun, jambalaya, any of that, gumbo hits better in the cast iron skillet. If it's a meal that requires a protein and any type of rice, pasta, or sauce, the cast iron skillet is what you need to be cooking it in. I've wanted to get one for a while, but I feel like nah, bro. One, it's pretty expensive. Um, Honestly, if you go to Walmart, they got them in the campus section for like $10, $12, depending on the size you want. And you can go bigger and they'll get like $20, $25. And the key with them, they're all good. Like, the like not one is – a cheap one isn't like any worse than an expensive one, as long as you keep up with it. Don't ever wash mm -hmm. it with soap. Just wash it with hot water and salt. And then make sure you fucking olive oil it at the end of every time and wipe it down and you're straight. I was going to say, I – for some reason, I knew exactly. I think I watched a fucking video about it or TikTok where this guy was like seasoning his uh, cast iron. I was like, I'm Absolutely. in. Let me watch this. So I knew exactly where you're going. A lot of people don't know that. My little sister still fucking washes hers with soap, even though her our mom never let us. But somehow she a grown woman now, so she gonna put soap on it, and then she complaining that it's rusting. Why you think it's rusting, dummy? Yeah, it's a big no no. I feel like cast irons open up so many. 
I've seen so many recipes, and I'm like, damn, if I when I own a fucking cast iron skillet, like I'd be whipping it up right now. Big facts. Do you do your parents still have house phones? Because I was trying to think about this earlier when I saw the topic, and I'm not sure if my parents still have a house phone or not. Mine do not. They got rid of it when we moved out of my childhood home back in 2011. Van does indeed still have a house phone, which I don't really know why. I don't know why anyone really still has a house phone. I feel like it just because everybody has cell phones now, it doesn't make sense unless you. I think even my grandparents don't have a house phone. They're fucking old as shit. They have their. I feel like the only thing I can think of for being a reason to have a house phone would be like if you have like elementary to middle school age kids who you're not comfortable getting a cell phone yet, and you still want them to be able to communicate with their friends without using your phone. That would be the only thing I can think of. Mm. But even at that, I feel like little kids got cell phones. I feel like, I was going to say, if you're going to pay for a house phone, I mean, you might as well just pay for a cell phone. Or like get like a yeah. super basic one. Can you give your kid a burner? <laughs> okay. It Is might that be. bad parenting? Fucking kid pulls out a trap phone. The only reason I can think of is like if your internet package comes with one. And even why would you even buy a house phone if you're not going to use it? Yeah, I told them to keep that. Give me some other type of deal. I think when my parents, I think they might have gotten rid of it because I remember when they were like getting rid of their fucking TV package and like wanted to get rid of the phone, just one of the internet. It was like a fucking big fiasco with like Verizon where they were. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be more expensive, blah, 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 blah. Just keep it on. Like, bro, are you serious? My mom like, actually said the, the same shit, but she was trying to get rid of the cable because this is like her and my dad and like my little cousins are there sometimes now. And she was trying to get rid of the cable and make it to where she just had the phone and the fucking Wi-Fi and she was going to use like streaming networks for TV. And she said she called him like two times in like the same week and they gave her like a 45 minute runaround to stop her from getting rid of the cable. And she's like, is this right? Just fuck it. And I was like, damn. My question is, can't you do this all online? Like, do you need to call them? Okay, <laughs> they make it so damn difficult. I was about to say, it's probably a process online. Really? Longer than just like getting, you know, old people. They want to hear somebody they can talk to to tell them exactly what they want. I just, I cannot imagine. I'm about to fucking log into my internet thing and see what the process is. I just, I can't imagine it's that hard. Oh, it's hard. They don't want you leaving. She was like, she, they were offering her like discounted months and shit. And my mom was like, the cable is damn near like dirt cheap compared to the phone and TV. Because she wanted to keep the phone, well, phone and Wi-Fi. She wanted to keep the phone, and the phone and cable like are pretty much interchangeable. If you keep one, they're still going to play like pretty much the same price. So getting rid of the cable was not going to change the amount she owes. They were trying to give her like a month free and then discount it, and she was like, the only thing she was doing because it was like a two dollar difference, so they're going to lose two dollars. She was like, I just want these people to come pick up the cable box. They were making this huge of a deal because they didn't want to pick <laughs> up the cable box. And I was like, that's insane. I'm trying to cancel mine now to see if I can. Doesn't seem yeah, like it I can. Absolutely this might be a process. process. This is why you have to call. They value you, bro. This is wild. Hey, Dave, let me let me tell you right now though. If you want to upgrade your service, there's about 15 <laughs> fucking bucks Fair. to do so. These fucking scumbags. Another thing that used to be a thing 
Um, layaway. The only time, so I did a little research um, for the topic because you know I'm trying to be prepared. So there was a list of the top ten companies mm-hmm. that still do layaway. Right. We got Baby Depot, Big Lots, Burlington Coat Factory, GameStop, Hallmark, Kmart, Marshalls, Sears, TJ Maxx, Walmart. Now, some of those companies don't Facts. even seem like they're really in business anymore. And the ones that still seem to do it, it's only around the holidays. So you're not doing fucking layaway year first around. thing me and Mark t- thought about when talking about this was fucking Kmart. Kmart was like what was engraved in my mind as like the layaway place. I knew people went to Kmart to like put things on layaway, which was a very weird concept on its own once you really dive into it. Also... The fact that like you could put something on layaway for like 40 days and then miss a payment or two and now you lose out on your money and what you put on layaway also kind of sucks. Damn, yeah, because you're putting that. that money down for them to like hold it for you. If you don't come get it or finish paying in a timely manner, they're not refunding you because they still did their part and held it for you. It is crazy. There still is like it seems like really Walmart's the big one that does it, but again, only around the holidays. Um, starts in August all the way through the end of December, by the way, in case you guys were curious. I did not know like that was still a thing. But like, I'm assuming you have to go to customer service to do that and whatever that process is. I wonder like who is still putting stuff, not like, mm, not who, but I wonder like what you're seeing in Walmart where you're like, you know what, I'm putting that on layaway. Expensive shit, like a TV or something. Are TVs like expensive though? I feel like even a even nice a TV, nice... I feel you can get a 55, 60, like 4K HD for probably like what, 500? Yeah, but if you're working like, I assume if you're doing layaway, mm. you're not in the best financial That's shape. True. So, you know, depending on how much you're getting you paid, layaway, probably hourly. The same as rent to own, uh, you just don't take it home. <laughs> No, that's different because the rent to own you get to use at that time. The but layaway they're not letting you have. That's that's literally what I just said. Yeah, it's you're either way you're making payments on it, but one you take home and one they just keep until it's fully paid off. Yeah, once layaway you get fucked because if you don't pay it off, you're still paid and lost. So the things that on Walmart that you can uh, put on layaway are electronics without service plan, mm. so it doesn't seem like you can put phones on. Toys, small appliances, large furniture, auto electronics, sporting goods, select items, jewelry, infant toys. None of that seems like real pricey. Also, Walmart jewelry on layaway, I'm going to have to judge you, but that's a story for another day. But I do wonder (laughs) if you could put guns on layaway. Mm, That's probably within the sporting goods. I know they're putting on here... I've, I feel like this has popped up a lot mm. recently too, which is like Affirm, which you'll see on a lot of websites where you can like, it's basically like a online where you can pay things off over three, six, or 12 months. You get charged for it. But it's it's almost like the rent to own, but I guess it's like buy slightly to own eventually, but like you get the purchase. Yeah, that's terrible. That, that has to be worse than rent to own. Because you got to buy it to own it still. I mean, it's it's kind of like people who do like monthly phone like payments for like an iPhone where you pay like every month for that. I feel like the only difference is you get to take the iPhone back 
and you don't have to really worry about nobody coming to take your iPhone. You could miss like a couple of weeks, I want to say. And now the shit you put on layaway is the next person's gift. Yo, do you think you could... I guess it doesn't really benefit you. I was going to say, do you think you could buy someone's layaway? Like, buy their idol? Yeah, like, what take... I don't like, think you, you get, get it at a discount rate because it's still new. Yeah, that's the issue, but that you would be can, a great um, TV show. So, you can pay off somebody's layaway, or if they stop making payments on the things that they have been paying off in layaway, then they'll eventually put them back on the shelf. So, so if you're putting, if you're making payments to someone else's no, layaway, like, you can have what? their right. Say I have a TV layaway, some random person could come just pay it off for me, and then I don't have to pay for it anymore. Or I'm paying for a TV and layaway, but I stop making payments, they'll eventually put that TV back on the shelf, and then you can buy it. But you somebody's layaway. That's the whole point. It's like reserve. Yes, see. Well, that's what I was saying. When when you said you can pay for someone's, I I thought you were saying that I could then, which is my plan, which is, can I go to Walmart and be like, hey, what do you got on layaway no. that's looking like it might not get paid for? Not a chance. I'll pay it off. Actually, you could do that. You just can't take it with you. You just did them a favor and paid the rest of their shit. Good guy Eric strikes again. <laughs> that would be, oh. There, I mean, there's a clear yeah. flaw in what I want to do. For like Walmart and all that, because like you could just get some money, put it back, and then resell it. But it like, damn, would. that would be kind of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure out a way to make that logical. I'm not sure how. I fucking came up with layaway. Thought that was like, a good idea. The businesses that come out came out with layaway and were like dependent on layaway are like pretty much out of business now. Kmart gone. Burlington struggling. The other ones you listed on that were pretty much struggling. Because I feel like most of their business was like layaway business. So apparently layaway uh, started during the Great I can imagine that. It goes way back. And then they took they took it away in the 80s and then it started making a comeback when Walmart did it what? in 2016. I was like, 2016, 2016 can't be right. Oh, wait, no. It said it discontinued it in 2006. Okay, that's And then right. it brought it back in 2011. I remember people talk about it. So basically, all right, Any anytime we go through some type of recession or anything, they're like, hey, Layaway's back, Casey want it. But that's just use a credit card. <sighs> Same concept. Yeah. Well, no, you get charged, we get interest, charged interest. We don't want that interest. Maybe we should bring Layaway back. Should we start um, the Layaway? I'm not going to lie, that pretty much goes along with a lot of my scumbag tendencies. Because I don't mind making money preying off of others' <laughs> downfall. And a layaway would be preying off of others' downfall. Because ideally, they make a few payments and then forget to keep coming in every weekend to make the payment. So now you collect the money on them on this product that you're going to put back on the shelf and sell anyway. And I would be sure to make sure mm. that I made it mandatory that you have to come in and put some on it. Nothing over the phone and nothing online. I want to make it as inconvenient for you as possible so you slip up, forget, and now it's mine <laughs> to sell for the regular price. See, I feel like you have to do something even more scumbaggy where, like, let's say you have to make a payment every two weeks. If you miss a week, then then starts a 10% interest. I wouldn't do snowball. the interest because 
at any point they could just cut ties and be like, fuck it. And the interest might derail them from making more payments. So I'd leave interest off, but I will make it. If you miss any payment within three days of that missed date, it is going back on the shelf. Three days. You got three days. Three days? If I tell you you got to make a payment every week and you miss yeah. it and then it's 10 days since your last payment, that's on you. We can normalize. Indeed. We can normalize layaway. I'm sure there's some practicalities for it. Hey, you know what? If you want to buy some big facts, but can't afford it, you can put it on layaway. Hit my Venmo. You heard it, Ezra Dash Lawrence. My Venmo is the layaway stash spot. Um, something happened yesterday at the Chiefs game. Um, saw it popping off. So there's two different stories depending on who you listen to. You have the police who said. Trey Songs wasn't wearing a mask and following the protocol at the stadium. Some people were complaining about it. Cops went to go address him about the situation. He wasn't then complying with the mask to put a mask on. Um, they were going to charge him with like trespassing and not leaving, and they were trying to escort him. He was not cooperating. Then they tried to arrest him, and then that's when he got in uh, an altercation with an officer, allegedly punched him, put him in a headlock, um, and then eventually was arrested and all that kind of stuff. And then you have the story from people who were in the stands with him who said some people were heckling Trey Songs. Trey Songs told them to chill out. Everything was fine. And then some officer just like rolled up on him and started like getting very aggressive with him. I guess trying to arrest him. And then that's when he decided to defend himself and then allegedly punch, but he definitely had the dude in a fucking headlock because there's like a fucking minute and a half of him doing so before getting arrested. I don't think there's any updates at this time, but I have to ride with the fucking people who were in the stands in the video because, you know, the, the fact that the people who were there were saying, hey, he didn't do anything wrong. There's video of people saying he didn't do anything wrong. Who were there, that seems to make a lot more sense than the cops who were just saying, oh, this happened, and then he attacked them. Like they're, 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 I'll take the fucking 20 people over the cops I do at agree. this point in time. Just does not make any sense to me, in my opinion. Um, but he definitely was not wearing a mask in the video, and he definitely had the dude in a headlock, and it was for a while. And he looked very comfortable holding that guy in the headlock. So that's just a little tidbit of what happened there. Um, we can get into something a little conspiratorial in a way, I guess you could say. Um, as if you want to introduce some of the lies that the world has told you. Um, or told This others is a lie that the world with. has not only told me, but has told everybody. And I'm here today to put an end to it. Lie number one. This is going to hurt somebody's feelings because for some people, they fell in love with the book. For some people, they fell in love with the book. For some people, you're not allowed to make fun of or belittle anything they went to. And to those people, I say, fuck you. More importantly, line number one, the diary of Anne Frank. There is, in fact, no real diary. What Some little girl wrote a diary that managed to make it through everything back then, managed to make it to today, become super, super 
popular, make a lot of money. Come on. We're better than that. We're better than that. What happened was her dad who lived after she died, her dad who managed to live, lived long enough to write the diary, claim it was his daughter's recollection of what went on, sell the diary for a profit, and there grew the diary of Anne Frank. And to anyone who doesn't believe it, I'm sorry your eyes haven't been open. We got to stop letting them lie to us. Lie number two. All disputes of this can be uh, talked about after this. Lie number two. This is going to hurt some people. They made a movie about it. Two or three movies about it. People love her. They teach you about her in school for whatever reason. No reason. Because nobody gives a fuck about it. Helen Keller was, in fact, deaf, blind, and mute. If you've seen Division Three, oh, deaf, blind, mute, bitch, oh, Helen Yeller. Yes, that is Helen Keller. What she did not do, though, is create Braille. Open our minds up. Why the fuck do we really think somebody who happened to be deaf, blind, and Braille was able to create a whole system that was also then taught and interpreted by somebody else and taught to people. Shorty did not come up with it. Helen Keller might have been one of the first people they choose they chose to use Braille on, or one of the first people that Braille was used to help. But Shorty, or maybe even the first person to benefit from Braille. Those are stories you can pitch me. But what you cannot pitch me, because my eyes are open, what you cannot pitch me is that this deaf, blind, mute shorty came up with a learning style slash way of a language, a way of communicating that is now used by other blind people and helpful. There's no way. No way in hell. I got it off my stomach, off my system, though. For the, for the first part of the... Anne Frank stuff for legal purposes because apparently uh, Anne Frank House and the Anne Frank Fonds are in fact uh, taking legal action for for quote unquote deniers. So for legal purposes, are they really um, taking this is all legal action? Talk. <laughs> yeah, apparently Otto Frank carried out legal actions until he died, <laughs> and then they took over. And also, they make a claim that. Um, <laughs> The people who say this have claimed it, that it's not her, uh, have political agenda, and they often say or write that the Holocaust never happened, or that they try to prove that there were no gas chambers and autoists, and the fact that um, six million Jews were not murdered, is, or that's an exaggeration. Uh, it's a couple of no claims. no political agenda outside of telling the website. truth. The diary fake. Um, the other thing about the Braille... Um, I don't know why any idiot would think that fucking Helen Keller invented it. It was literally invented by Lewis Braille when he was 15 in the early two 1800s. Seconds. Stop letting two people tell y'all that. that it was Helen Keller. Because <laughs> it fucking know. wasn't. Who is somebody that was told Helen Keller invented it? All sorts of people think this. I do not know why. I had never heard that before until you said that. And I was like, Wait, did I hear that right? Like, yes, that a deaf, blind, and mute person created an entire language. 
It, it truly makes no sense. I don't know how people believe this. It must be a gap in learning because there's no federal way to teach this shit. But I'm telling you, people believe it. And I'm here to open your eyes. It's cap. I was trying to think of any other um, widespread things that people think about. But I feel like a lot of it's conspiracy theories, just, which is just like a yeah, fucking another lie that you've been forced to believe that me and the boys were talking about a while ago. Scientifically speaking, I know somebody grandma gonna get upset. Somebody grandma gonna find a way to make an Instagram to DM and yell at Eric. I'ma tell you right now, your grandma was wrong when she told you, boy, if you don't wear your jacket outside, you're gonna get sick. Going outside just because it's cold does not actually cause fucking sickness. Bacteria cause sickness. Unless you're going in like dire freezing conditions, you're going to be fine. You might come back with a runny nose, but that's about fucking it. You do not get sick from going in the cold. Grandma was wrong. Well, it, are they considering sickness the runny nose part? A runny nose ain't sick. Well, I know, but to you, but is that what they're considering being sick? I don't know. Up until like recently when Diana broke this down to me, I used to believe that like uh, if I don't wear a jacket, I saw you get cold or whatever. Like you can come down like with like the flu and shit like that, which is not true. Like those are bacterial. Being cold has nothing to do with that shit. So from another quick Google, can you get sick from being cold? Yes, but not in terms of a cold or the flu. This comes from frostbite or even hypothermia. If you get frostbite or hypothermia, this can weaken your immune system, which leaves you more at risk to getting ill. And those are like extreme coldnesses to get hypothermia or frostbite. Yeah, not going outside and it's 40 degrees and you ain't put your hoodie on. Yeah. Stop it. Grandma's a fucking liar. Not my grandma, y'all grandma. Really stupid fact that I don't know why it started, but should not be a thing is like if somebody in your family gets chicken pox at like a young age, you're not supposed to expose all of the children in your family to it to get it over with. Because once you have the chicken pox, you're just more likely to get it as an adult, which is shingles, which is way worse. I heard when, like, I remember when I was little, they're like, oh, yeah, your brother has chicken pox. We'll go ahead and, like, make sure that you and Kitten have it so you can get it over with. So I had chicken pox just for sheer, like, forced exposure just to get something over with that actually made it worse. Did you all ever? I definitely heard that it was good to get it as a kid than to get it as an adult. It's definitely worse as an adult. I don't think black people get chicken pox, if I'm being real. Wait, what'd you say? Oh, oh I said if you have it no, as a kid, you it makes you more susceptible to get it as an adult. But like your whole life without it, then you're less likely to get it as an adult. Uh, is that like a high-risk, high-reward situation, yeah. though? I'd probably just give it my kids... I feel like just get it over with. Yeah. I'm the the, the science is clearly wrong, remember, but, but like fuck then it. Then I ha- I think I had like a class in college, like a um a diseases class. And they're like, Yeah, that's total bullshit. It's like, all right. I think I brother, the chicken pox. My brother got it from the chicken pox vaccine. Uh. Nobody knew had it. He hadn't been exposed to anything. And then his dad made him get the chicken pox vaccine when he went in for a checkup. And then he swelled from hell to toe covered in chicken pox. Couldn't go out in the sun because he would swell up really bad for like two weeks. 
game. I don't. I remember getting it when I was a kid. But yeah, I was like staying home like and just watching cartoons. Oh, no, it was a great time. Um, so when I was doing a little bit of research before the episode for some of these topics, and then I was searching um, who invented Grail, when I put into Google, I put who invented hit B, and the first result was blow up sex dolls. So obviously I needed to click on it to find out. And um, I see a pretty rich history of the blow up sex doll. Um so the original inventor of it is actually unknown, but the earliest sex doll is credited to Dutch sailors in the 17th century. He used a doll made of cloth to relieve sexual tension during long sea voyages. And then the first recorded blow up uh, appeared in a psychiatrist. Iwin Bloch's book, The Sexual Life of Our Time. The book was published in 1908 and described the sex doll being used for sexual purposes. After the sexual revolution of the late 60s, which I did not know was a thing, we'll probably have to talk about that at some point. I'll do some research on that. Advertisements began to appear in magazines, which allowed uh, you to select dolls with different hair colors yeah. and styles to suit you, uh, your desires. But the funniest thing is, did Adolf Hitler create sex dolls? During World War II, it was a rumor that Hitler ordered sex dolls to be supplied to German troops fighting in the front lines. And according to the rumors which was later eventually debunked. Um, it was aimed at combating the spread of syphilis amongst Nazi troops. Um, I don't so believe that's it. That's why that was a thing. And now we have super realistic sex dolls in today's day and age. So really, really a f- like coming of story I'm and happy evolution. I'm for that little history lesson we got for free. Dolls, really. That was pretty solid. No problem, no problem. I thought it was too good to pass up, you know? <laughs> Um, follow-up that I just thought about. If you found out that your partner Do they make sex dolls sex for doll, girls? What is your reaction to that? I feel um, like that'd be a lot of yeah, work, I mean, though. Today's day but for the guy, you can, like, though. fuck it. For the girl, I, I feel like it'd be hard work to, like, mm, I don't know. Uh, I don't got enough time to look into it right now. It's called a dildo. Yeah, but that's not a sex doll. Like you're saying that the um, it would be more difficult see. for a female to use like a literal sex doll with a penis. Yeah, like a male blow up sex doll. Yeah, because of like the traction of having to like stay still or whatever. They, but they just, do make those little like bull machines with a dildo on it for girls. Yeah, strange. So obviously, mm-hmm. like female sex dolls are more popular. Yeah, but I'm that- on a site right now called realdoll.com. Just off to blank that out. No free ads. Um, but they have very realistic human cocks. Um, actually, one on here for eight hundred dollars called a real cock too. It's called Bruce. It looks like it has like suction at the bottom. Same thing with like people use for their windows on their uh, mm-hmm. putting up to hold your phone up. Those kind mm-hmm. of things. Looks like it has the same thing. So and you then you have to fuck to, like, it a as surface. a woman. Uh, I guess maybe. Um, back mm-hmm. to your question on what was your question? If you found out that your partner had like a sex doll or something like that, if I found my partner had sex toys, which they they adults like they do, who cares? I wouldn't care. A sex doll, I'd be like, bro, that's weird. Yeah, because it's 
It's um a uh, uh, toys are yeah. one thing, but it's almost like remember the episode of Dave where Lil Dicky had like the fucking ass and vagina that he was fucking like. It, yeah, it has like, to be something like, big enough where it's not much. considered normal. Yeah, I've never known anybody with a sex doll. This thing is. But I have known people with like dildos and the what they're called, what are they called pocket pussies. Unfortunately. You know, guys will pocket mm-hmm. pussies. Not guys as in plural, guy as in singular. And I know of him. I don't like. I'm not sensing anything. I was about to say I've never actually met a guy with a pocket pussy. Yeah. Really. I've met several. Um, you know, I guess because the time has passed, I'm not going to out anybody for what they did. Oh. But I will say my first summer at that camp, don't count though because those are like um, kids still. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know any like grown men with a pocket pussy. Like. All right. Well, anyway, for the story, we we went to on some. Tr- I, I don't know what trip it was, and they went into Spencer's, and a couple of them purchased um, a couple pocket pussies. And then I'm not going to discuss what happened because I. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely an off the podcast kind of conversation, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Young boys really had a great I, summer that summer. Yeah, I don't know any adults. I'm not going to lie. Any adults, though. women. Without sex toys, I almost have questions for unless they're very inexperienced and like just getting in the swing of this. Because I could imagine buying your first sex toy is like a big deal. So if you haven't done much, then I get it. It makes sense. But like, I feel like we're at that age now, like every girl I know got like at least one or two of them things. I know a girl with like 11 of those things. She need help. She need Jesus. Eleven? She's got like a couple of sets. She she be going kind of crazy. What do you? All right, hold on, hold on. I'm talking, talking no like handcuffs. Like, I'm talking, talking like a butt plug sex with, set with like three different butt plugs. I'm talking like a vibrator, a dildo, a bunny, another vibrator, or a dildo. One of the little remote controls on. She, her and her man be going stupid. Yeah, that's real interesting. I don't think I know anybody interesting. with all of this. Your life is I mean, if that's what you though. like, though, like, hey, more credit to you. I think um, this this might be a hot take from some man, but I feel like any girl who doesn't own a vibrator is just missing out on I what agree. life could really be like. Here's my thing. We, me and the boys were literally just talking about just this today. Um, fucking, fucking the difference between a vibrator and a dildo, because we were talking about this today. And like your preference, me personally, I don't care either way, but I would rather, not like rather, I don't really have a say in it, but I would be me more comfortable if my girl was like, I got a dildo than I would if she has a vibrator. And here's why. I can compete with your dildo. I got dick. I I got dick. And I'm a fuck. So I, I can compete with that. I cannot compete which is a vibrator that you're going to put on speed 12,000 and hit your clit with. My tongue does not go that fast. I am beat. (laughs) (laughs) Valid argument. Because I know girls, they'd be like, I only only come from clit play, but I only come with my vibrator. And I'm like, yeah, because you've been vibrating that bitch for the last seven years. Like, I can't rate nothing moving that fast. Very valid point. I have a 
couple hot takes as the only female. Um, so I personally don't have any sex toys, but I'm also like not a very sexual person. So, uh, I don't think it's like super required for everybody to, um, have sex toys. If you do, the preference probably comes from if, you know, you're stimulated via clit or via penetration, but then also that's a very valid point with not being able to compete with a vibrator. And that's when most people would be like, oh, just include it in the sexual act. So, like, either way, you're winning. Yeah. You could do that, and I don't mind it. It's whatever. But I do, me being the confident man I am, I do almost feel like it's cheating if I go get the vibe to get you off. Because I'm going I'm to do everything I got to do by hook or crook. Huh? But if, I, if I can't, I can't. So then I guess you do got to go get the vibe. But yeah. that is your fault as a woman for vibing that clip for so long that now the only thing your clip responds to is speed 12,000. Uh, no, like 100, I actually 100% agree with that because if you do get too used to something that's um, not, uh, I don't want to say not natural, but I guess not natural then it's going to be really hard to like do anything without that. That's kind of why I like never have invested in a sex toy, honestly. Um, Cause I just don't want to like have to always have to deal with that, but that's just me. So yeah, I just think it depends on what kind of vibrator you're using. Like there's like the small ha- handheld ones and then you have like the fucking, I'm yeah, looking on that and you have the wand, I heard the wand is like a thousand times better than the little yeah. handheld jaw. They both get the job done apparently, but the, spend the money on the wand if you get one, I've been told. Because I mean, it's it just, I mean, looking at it, so you have a bigger service Absolutely. area and then because it's a wand, yeah, the plug it was, stop playing Two service announcement or one service (laughs) announcement and then one question for Paige. Service (laughs) announcement: Clean your sex toys, yo. Like, I feel like that should be common sense. It should, but I know some people be like in a rush or when clean clean your sex toys. That's after every use. I don't care what the person who sold it to you at your little woman's sex toy sale told you. Only once a week, blah blah. Clean it every time. That's nasty. Like that's bacteria. I know someone who said that the person who sold it to her was like, yeah, they have to clean it once a week. And I was like, yeah, because she probably only expected you to use it once a week, bitch. Next, Paige Lee. If you were kicking it with a guy and like y'all was getting down to, you know, do what the the kids calling it, fucking. um, If y'all was at that point and like, you know, y'all doing the little hand stuff, getting y'all and he reached in his dresser and pull out a vibe. What's your reaction finna be? Like, the guy had a vibrator and wanted to use it? Yeah. You Fuck, really missed an I opportunity did. to say, what would the vibes uh, be? Just... Um, <laughs> I feel like that would just show me a lot about his inability to make me come. If he, if he already has the toy hot and ready. Oof. Like, at least put a little effort in first. Okay, let me repitch then... this. Oh, my bad. Oh, and then I would say, like, if we're into it and I'm, like, still not 
reaching where I need to be reaching and you have one, then pull it out. But like, don't do it before like we're in some sex first. What if he's just trying to give you like the best overall experience? He's thinking next level. I'm gonna hit it with the vibe. And then while I'm hitting the vibe, I'm gonna do some tongue work. So he's thinking two steps ahead. You're playing checkers, he's playing chess. She finna have the nut of her life. I mean, I appreciate that. Don't get me wrong. I love chivalry. Um, I would maybe like mention that you have one, but I would still want like to naturally put in some effort first before you start bringing out all the all the things. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. It was a solid answer. I was actually a little surprised with your answer though, and here's why: because mm -hmm. I know a girl that this exactly happened to. And her first response is what I was expecting your first response to be. Who the last bitch you used this on? And is this oh. shit like sanitary? Oh. See, again, I would just assume <laughs> that it would be clean. Oh, you're thinking a lot. Yeah. The, the fuck boy who keep a vibe in his dresser, he not cleaning the vibe. Yo, <laughs> also haven't I also feel like I am at a disadvantage because I haven't really dealt with a ton of fuck boys. You know what I'm saying? Like the guys I have like dated or messed around with have been like decent humans. So I guess I haven't been scarred enough <laughs> to go with that mindset, which I probably should now. But I feel like it's a bold move to pull it out. Yeah, at least like mention it first. Be like, yeah, I have a vibrator. If we need it. it. And then she'd be like, okay, and then just go for it and then be like, all right, now use it. But don't like pull it out from the jump. I don't know. That just shows me a lot about their confidence and their abilities, I would say. Unless they're really trying to please you, because I have heard that, oh. you know, the vibe with just some sex is just a great orgasm compared cap. to just the um, vibe by I actually had a door. girl pull a sex towel out on me. And I'm I don't want anyone to crack jokes on my sexual prowess or ability. It was kind of weird because, like, you know, I slid over. This was back in the day before I was spoken for. I mm -hmm. slid over. She went to school out in Lock Haven where AP used to go to school. No, it was not AP. Made that long hour drive. I get out there, fucking, <laughs> you know, get some head. I start dogging the jaw out for a little bit. And then she reached down into the dresser. I thought she was going to get a condom. I was like, well, what you... Hey, like I'm already in the zone. It's, I was like, I'm already in the zone. It's too late. You want me to put a condom she on into now? the dresser and pull out a little, like a small <laughs> dildo, and she was like, put it in my butt. And I was like, you know what? I don't got a second dick, so go for it. I mean, she was trying to get hers. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Did, the did best she give you at anal don't need no I'm fucking with you. She did not give me no lube, but I would I she didn't ask for no lube. She just said put her in the butt. So I assumed she was used to it. And I was like, cool. Like whatever. She did not say spit on it. I did she actually spit, spit on it. On it I'm a gentleman. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say thank you for that for her because ugh. Yeah, I was about to say I don't think she needed it. I mean, it's clearly not her first rodeo because she pulled it out without hesitation. <laughs> Jesus. I actually went to AP's after that. Uh, 
Now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, damn, I just bitched AP over there. I was like, let me make sure I clear her name. But I did indeed go to AP's right after that that night. She was at her little friend's house at the football house. I slid over there. Damn. Wow. Who Literally. would have thought that my history on has gotten us to where we are today? I was looking through the website. I mean, if you want to sex the let's start on like six brain. It looked relatively fine. But a lot of customization also. You're you're really into that. So if you can't pull women or you're just done with women, mm-hmm. six grand can get you a good one for a while. Don't ever do that. Um, it might not be the most or the best financial decision, but if your parents Oof. are unintelligent when it comes to financials, that might be something you might fall into. Fuck, my bad. I was sending a text. Segway. What a segue. That was a financial pitch, wasn't it? <laughs> um, fuck, damn. Not I wish I heard the segue. Yeah. <sighs> That's on me. I, I was slacking. Um, nah, I was thinking about that and like how fucking low-key shitty that is to a degree. Because if you really think about it, if you don't have like... I'm not saying you have dumb parents because you can have like smart parents or just good parents. And that don't mean like they're financially savvy. They might not know like credit cards or how to like maneuver loans and stuff like that. If you don't have financially intelligent parents, you truly are almost like a step behind in life. Like everybody else got a head start and you got whatever the opposite of a head start is called. A disadvantage? The fuck! Yeah, because if no one ever told you like how to set up a bank account or make sure you have a savings or put this much in your check, this much in your checking or this much in your savings and other people's parents were telling them stuff like that, then you kind of behind. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think about it. I don't know how many like at least if if we had conversations they weren't memorable by any means about like financial stuff or like i feel like my dad would randomly try to do it he would do it too aggressively and it's like can you relax so i feel like i i just did a lot of learning on myself or like just something would kickstart my brain to looking into things then he started watching youtube videos about like oh what is a roth ira how should i how much should i contribute how should I diversify no, like that kind of stuff? Some parents really, some parents really sucked at being parents. Like they were good people, but they really just ain't really set their kids up for like success outside of just being a good parent. Like outside of being a good person. Because I be talking to some people, I'm like, y'all parents never told you all this. For instance, to stand up when you shake another man's hand. Like, if no one ever told you that, or no one ever told you to, like, greet the man of a household, just, like, out of respect, then what was your parents doing? The big one for me was I didn't realize how, like, decently I was raised until I got to college. And seeing a bunch of my peers live on their own for the first time and not have anybody do anything for them. Like, I can't tell you the amount of girls I had to teach how to do laundry. As soon as you get into, I think it was like really? eighth, seventh or eighth grade, like as soon as you turn like a teenage age in my house, you started like doing your own laundry. We were already doing chores and like getting, there was like this whole weird system, which I could literally talk about how I was raised in all the fucked up ways that it happened. 
for like a whole episode. But um, uh, oh my god, just wild shit. But um, yeah, we week. were like my <laughs> mom or dad like taught us how to do laundry once, and it was to be done on a certain day every week, and that was the one day you had to do laundry. And if you didn't, you had to wait until the next week. And as a three-sport athlete, that was not ideal for me because I literally never had clothes. Um, but, yeah, like, I, the amount of people I had to teach how to do laundry. And at one point, a girl was paying me to do her laundry. So that was fun. But, yeah, just or just, like, doing simple shit in college. I was like, wow, my parents, like, did a decent job. My parents didn't teach me to cook, but they made sure I knew how to cook. If that makes any sense, not entirely. Like, they, like, they like Van me. didn't walk me through cooking, but like once I got to high school, she knew I was about to leave for college and shit. She would like tell me like I need to be like when we go grocery shop. She's like, you probably want to get something so you can like make a meal or something, or like run it by me or this and that. So she didn't like force or teach me, but like once I got ready to leave the house. She put a little pressure on me knowing how to cook for myself. Yeah. And I run into people now who like don't know how to cook or anything. I'm like, what the what the fuck was y'all doing in your household? Like your house had no rules, clearly. Anything goes. My parents for cooking just make made sure I knew like the basics. Like you can survive if you know how to do these four things. And then if I wanted to get spicy with it, I had to learn it myself. But I feel like I was doing laundry pretty young and kind of cooking. But again, I feel like it was a lot. I mean, my parents have helped me like initially with laundry, but like even the cooking. Yeah. But eventually, I feel like it was just me at some point just having to like do it myself. I did laundry for a little and then I stopped. My mom didn't like my laundry method, so she did it. <laughs> my method is my method is stuff the washer and dump How as much detergent as I deem it needs to smell better. All right. Well, that's a bit of a chaotic energy approach. But... I'm not going to lie. I still do laundry like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. That sounds almost exactly how I did laundry for a long time. <laughs> yeah. When people tell me that they like, like, still separate their whites and dogs, I was like, that, I don't think that's like a thing still, but go off. Yeah, no, I don't I've, do it either. But I've never like, done it. I had a girl try to do laundry herself and completely bleached like one of her I want to say she was like a track athlete or something but just like completely fucked one of her uniforms with bleach and I was like sis no that's just not because like the sleeves were white so she thought that she had to put bleach in it <laughs> like, well, the bleach doesn't differentiate color sis so I don't think I've mm. ever used bleach in the washer ever I only do for my white comforter. But other than that, I don't really need it. Yeah. It's too dangerous of a supplement. I've never used bleach now, I think about it. I only use it, really use it to clean, but other than that. Ed, do you want to give us your free game of the week? Free game. This is for all of y'all fucking... It, it's for the girls, too. I'm really giving this to the guys, but this one is for the girls, too. Your girlfriend could be great. She might be the best thing you ever had. But the quickest way to stir the pot amongst the loyalty in the group or to somewhat lose your girl in any capacity is to overindulge 
on your life with your girl or how good your girl is. First and foremost, this can be as simple of overindulging on how good your girl is within like a friend group. Like you're over with her, a couple of her friends, a couple of guys or whatever. You don't know every guy there. You might overindulge and say, oh, she do this and she do that. She cleans, she comes over and like helps with the laundry or like she's a caring person. All these good things, you're throwing it out there. Now you got niggas in that room who are like, damn, Eric girls seem awesome and Eric's an okay guy. I need to start snapping her and letting her know, like, damn, like, he really not that good of a guy. You could probably do better. So you're already breeding doubt. That's one. Two, if you overindulge sexually, which I've never been a fan of, I will always shun. Now the people you're around are going to be like, oh, damn, Ezra girl do what? She good at, huh? Hey, yo, let me snap her a little bit, flirt on the very minute level, and see what I can get going. So just, if you got them already, because this is what this game is for. This game is if you already got them and you're trying to keep them, remember, never overindulge on how good or great your girl is at anything sexually or at anything just in regular life around niggas you don't know. Because they can't wait to tell your girl that you ain't shit. You're basically telling them to look out for your friends. Oh, I love it. Mm, to a degree. Not everybody's friends group as tight as mine. I've seen some very, very, very trash circles with no loyalty. Um, Let's jump into a real quick porch talk, sports talk before we wrap this up. I mean, we had the AFC-NFC championship controversial call at the end of the uh, NFC championship game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that shouldn't that. take away from the fact that Matt LaFleur kicked a field goal. Um. That was not great. Um, I mean, here's the issue with the the holding call. It was definitely a hold, you know. I'll admit that. Um, but Absolutely. It, it's a shame he grabbed the undershirt. And he grabbed it twice. He switched hands. Hey, listen. The issue is they they weren't calling it all. It game. was not so great. Call it at the it's kind of shit. Not great. But yeah, that that was just bad. I mean, you just. That, I mean, that's the thing with anything sports-related is you don't want to see the game come down to a bad Yeah, goal. you hate to see it, but that was egregious. Like, um, Aaron Rodgers, I'm putting my money on him retiring. He was talking watching the interview. I don't think he hates Green Bay or wants to leave Green Bay as some other people are, like, interpreting it. He was talking kind of like Andrew Luck did at his retirement press conference. Like, you got to remember, Aaron Rodgers is 37. He might not have the dreams or aspirations of playing until 42, 43, like Drew Brees and fucking Brady. So maybe he's really ready to just go out on top, call it a day. He knew they drafted a younger to take his spot eventually. He know the franchise still decent. Maybe he don't want to leave the pantry empty. And he's like, you know what? I gave it this year. We got almost there, but I'd have had enough. I could see him stepping away, and he's a smart guy. He probably got other business moves going. So I think he's really retiring this summer. I don't know if he's retiring. Um, I do think there's a strong possibility he'll leave Green Bay. I mean, I saw Schefter making a bunch of rounds today saying it's really up to Rodgers if he wants to leave or not, which is interesting because if you see other quarterbacks, it's not as uh, fluid. I do think – I mean, we knew the Jordan Luck pick was definitely the writing on the wall. I mean, if you saw, like, Lazard was dropping balls, 
a segment of Brown was dropping balls. Like, um, I mean, MVS had a great game, but like the dude just needs a like. There's another good wide receiver out yeah. there. Like, because you can't keep throwing it to fucking Mercedes Lewis and Big Bob Tunyon. So, I think I think he stays. I don't. I think he he might retire before forty, but I think he wants to go to a team that kind of has. And that's what I think this was. Make, like, I think this one was one good run, one last good run. Because if we're being honest, the team went thirteen and three last year, fourteen and two this year. There aren't many better situations than Green Bay. So going elsewhere, I don't think is going to give him that much of a greater chance. So I really, I really think he's done with it for real. I don't know because I mean, if you see, and I think I think Pat McAfee was talking about this today too. Like he could have the same thing that Brady did, where let's say he goes to San Fran, right? Just an example, San Fran, great defense out there. They get a couple more corners to really help out in the draft. Hopefully, if they have a good young offense, like. And then you go there, you're going to get those vets that want to chase the ring like they did That's to Tampa. That's a decent you blueprint. The only issue run. is Brady set the blueprint. Brady won is a different Brady, and he was leaving New England. They, they had beef. He had to leave. Aaron Rodgers right now is arguably in the second or third easiest division in football. It would make no sense for him to leave. You got the Lions, the Packers, and the fucking Vikings in that division. That's Green Bay's division every year. You go out west, you got the Rams out there, you got the Seahawks out there, the Cardinals, everyone thinks is gonna be good eventually. It wouldn't make sense for him to go to the Niners. It wouldn't really make sense for him to go to any other division outside of the AFC South. No, you don't want to go to the AFC. You, don't you absolutely don't want to go to the AFC. But in the NFC, he's already in, in the, the easiest division. So it wouldn't make sense for him to unless he goes to the NFC East and go play for the Cowboys, which I don't see happening. I was going to say, the Cowboys would be one. What if, let me throw this idea. What if he pulls a fucking Brett Favre and goes to the Vikings? I think the Vikings pieces of wide receiver would Dalvin accept Cook's Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think they would willingly just up and move on for Kurt, from Kurt to get Aaron Rodgers. I think it would have to be like a Kurt's leaving will take Aaron. I don't think they would pursue him. I'd really, in my heart of hearts, I just got this feeling he's walking out on top, which we've seen a lot more athletes do recently. Go out on top. Aaron's a smart guy. I think he'll go out on top, take his money, and go do whatever else he enjoys doing. Because this was his, this was his chance to get that Super Bowl. It don't get no easier than one game out. I mean, I, I think he yeah. got four more years. Issues. I'm gonna look at his contract right now and see what it looks like coming up. Yeah, I think it looks like. Mm, base salary signing. I mean, thirty-seven next year, thirty-nine the following. Yeah, if you major uh, twenty-eight after that. Mm. Oh, he has a potential. Yeah, but he if has you don't want to play, you don't really care about the money so when like you made money. And he don't strike me as bad with money. Oh shit! Did he got paid sixty million two years ago? It's probably a signing bonus. Um, I mean, oh, I saw a huge list today. Yeah, it's huge. Put out this like is going to be a big year for QBs on the move and a bad year for draft quarterbacks. big names on there. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. I see all these mock drafts, right, when they're talking about, like, all right, you could have four go in the first four, depending. I mean, I don't think the Dolphins, by any means, but, like, you could literally have it, or maybe it's four in the first five, or uh, no, probably not because of the Bengals either. I don't know. They're, like, talking about, oh, it could be fucking – 
uh, Lawrence Fields, then Zach Wilson if someone trades up, and then Trey Lance. And I was like, yeah, some of these quarterbacks that everyone's talking about, I think are going to end up going to like the middle tier. I'm not going to be surprised if the 49ers get a quarterback, maybe. I won't be surprised if a team like the fucking Vikings get a quarterback to go under Kirk. Like the Fields, the the Zach dude, I feel like they're going to be mid to late round draft picks, so they'll just go to good teams and be backups for a little bit. Because there's a ton of veteran quarterbacks on the move. Matt Stafford headlining it. And with some of them being on the move, that'll give me a year or two where I can see what you still got. And I can just use these high draft picks to build a good team around you. Because I feel like people forget since he played Detroit, Matt Stafford actually a dog. Yeah, you'll see a yeah. lot of clips where people Matt are Stafford like, a dog. I think Carson Wentz will have a very big Matt bounce Stafford back here. I think they'll so move Jalen early. There's going to be a lot with quarterbacks going on. Um, we can talk about the fucking – it seems like we're going to have a – That's why I wanted the Bills to win so bad, man. They wiped I was, the I was telling them, I was like, this feels like the Bills aren't supposed to be here. This was a magical season. This is their year. The Chiefs got a team that could be here every year for the next five years. Yeah, the big pieces are locked up. Their defense is never great. They don't really got big names or big money on defense. They just got to be okay. Played very well yesterday. Um, I'm torn because I'd love to see Brady get seven in Tampa, in the hometown, signify himself as the greatest of great. But at the same time, I'd also love to see Mahomes being a black QB win two back-to-back and bring an almost dynasty to Kansas City. And I got I like Andy Reid for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had Andy Reid. We had it part ways. It made sense at the time. So I'd be happy to see him win. But I'm 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 always is he the bad the guy? Bad guys, and there is a part in it that just wants to root for Brady for the pure chaos of it all. See, so many people hate Brady. I so used I, to I think like that everybody hated Brady, especially against. But what I've realized, the frog ass. Like, everybody hated the Patriots. People don't mind Brady. I don't know how you hate that. Brady's definitely dope. more personable now, but I still know a lot of people who hate Brady. I don't, I don't trust me. I don't get it. I've been riding with Brady even like since once, once the Eagles were getting bounced out. I was like, all right, let's go, Pat. Let's go, Brady. I'm trying to see some greatness because it's true. Like people talked about it with uh, Jordan, and they look back now and they didn't appreciate the greatness. It's going to be the same thing with Brady. Absolutely, it's be the same thing with LeBron. When people are looking back Absolutely. years later and like we didn't and appreciate. I do agree with some of the things that some people say about Brady. He has never been the best throw of the ball. He doesn't have the quickest release. Doesn't have the prettiest balls. He is a probably out of the Hall of Fame quarterbacks in there, throwing wise, throwing talent. He probably like in the top eight and probably near the bottom eight of that when it comes to like John Elway, Dan Marino, Montana, and those boys. But the fact that he just fucking wins puts him above anybody else to play the position. Like when you win that consistently at that level, it it's astonishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. We're, um, we're not going to get to our prediction. What is this it? Week. It's like a we'll ceremony or some shit? Episode when it's, cause I, there's not even a Pro Bowl this weekend, I think. Okay. That sounds trash. I think they're doing like, My a, weekend is doing like a Madden fucking Pro Bowl. Yeah, so that's good. But yeah. Um, yeah. it's It seems like it's a Madden 21 edition, which is stupid. Um, but. I said this to you yesterday. If Brady throws three picks like he did yesterday, 
Mahomes will not be going through an Alley Rodgers did. That's for fucking sure. Um, yeah, the Chiefs look great. It's a shame that Josh Allen just. It, I'm not gonna say the moment looked too big for him, but it just. Cole Beasley was hurt. You can't put up. Field I think what the Bills got to do this gotta, year, gotta they got to get one team. more receiver. John Brown ain't shit. Cole Beasley's a good in the slot. They need one more receiver. They need a tight end, and they need some defense. They yeah. got to get some rushers on that defense. But the Bills gonna be here for the next five, ten years as well. That's a good team, a good young team. Yeah. Did you see that they said Beasley had like a f- broken fibula? And then I saw someone comment underneath it and said, well, it depends how broken the fibula is. I was going to say, I was like, it's really true, but like, bro, be cool. I was like, damn, you're going to get slandered for that take. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll have our uh, porch talk, Super Bowl predictions next week. I'll probably come up with some parlays if you guys want to, you know, follow me because I've hit on one off season. So I'm a fucking lock, obviously, for it. Um, but hey, I'll let's go. wrap this thing up. Get some um, music and so TV. So for TV, I just restarted watching uh, Bridgerton on Netflix because I'd watched it a little bit uh, here and there when my roommate was watching it, but I never actually watched it myself. Um, so I just restarted that, and then um, I'm gonna do music. The band Senses, um, their new song called "When It Rains." Music-wise, all I've been listening to is fucking Twist and Turn by Popcon and Drake for whatever reason. And then TV. I kind of got into American Dead because I watch a little fucking adult anime or not anime, adult cartoon when I get ready to go to bed. And I ran through all of them, so I'm on American Dad now. <laughs> for some reason, I just imagine you getting tucked into bed and you're like, oh, I gotta turn on my adult cartoons now. Um, TV-wise... Anna had starred in Emily in Paris, or Emily in Paris, as I like to say. And uh, so I came into it at some random point. Yeah, that show is oh, fucking yeah, I addicting. watched it all in one day. I'm a once. fan of it. I haven't finished it yet, but I fuck with Emily in Paris, for sure. Yeah, I don't know how many episodes we have left, but I was like, I, I was watching and I was like, Oh yeah, it's solid. I think there's only like 10 episodes. I enjoy so I like, watching her fucking sleep And then shit. finished it that next day, like while I was working. And I was like, shit, this is yeah. really good. Yeah, the French are definitely assholes. Um, I want to let that be known. French people are assholes and they suck. <laughs> so if you're if you're a listener from France, anything like that, go fuck yourself politely. Um, music wise, you know me, I don't listen to music really. Um, Daily Mix One is always my jam. So whatever's on there is what I listen to. So hey, support the podcast. Um, support our niche that we're trying to figure out. Um, Social commentary, comedy, um, something else. Where it's 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 in the works for sure. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, keep an eye out. I think we're gonna maybe fuck around with a short little video podcast soon if we can get it all figured out. Um, but follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Porch Talk No A. Leave us to review a podcast subscribe on Spotify. We appreciate you for listening. We'll be back next week. Peace. Motherfucking house boy, more than a motherfucking house boy. Motherfucking house boy, more than a motherfucking house boy. Nine in the streets, niggas.
niggas riding in the streets. Try the police, then we sob and repeat. I done seen this like a hundred million times. Seen a white ride, get a black nigga shot.